and singing. I'm sure you know that we're, we're really singing that hymn today because of our theme. Okay? No one. All right. The particular one that struck me was probably, Tisha, you want to say something? Please come up quickly. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, the verse that really stuck up to me was the last verse. It says, standing on the promises, I shall not fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. That particular verse really stuck up to me because um, the, th the second line said, listening every moment to the Spirit's call. As long as I'm, my spirit is hearkened to the Spirit, I cannot fall. Nothing, nothing can happen to me, no matter the storms I may feel, I may face, no matter what the situations that are around me, I will not fall because I'm a tree that's planted. Nothing can happen to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you should just continue to preach our message for today. <laughs> All right. It's the God's word is powerful. The one that really got to me, I think it must have been in the second or the third to the end one where it says, um, daily walking with the spirit's sword and that's that's just the word that's just the word you know and right now we're going to go into a time of sharing and talking together and i want us to start getting ready those of us that are going to talk today to minister to other sisters amongst us today who have used the word to fight through the storms you're going to share with us how you have used the word to go through a particular issue and God's word has helped you to come out strong. Because in this day and age, a lot of people have this, oh, God's word is no, eh, could that be a Jebi? No, I'm not sure how to say that in English, but it's like, it takes, it's taking time. It's taking time. But that time, man, is building up faith in you. And making us stronger. God is not making any mistake concerning any one of us. You know, just this morning we were sharing with the children about um, the the earthquake, how Paul and Silas they were in the prison. They were preaching God's word, though, and they landed in prison. And I'm like, they have every reason to complain and be angry, but that only brings death. They chose to introduce heaven on the scene and awesome things happened instead i had to share a sad story of a friend with them whose parents had been separated for like 43 years they came from the uk to nigeria when she was just four years old the man died last um, december the woman mommy came with them and she just refused to go back to england and daddy too refused to come to nigeria and that's how the two of them remained for 43 years there was a day the daughter was telling daddy that daddy if not for god you are so difficult to love she will visit his house in england and he won't allow her to pass the living room after he died and they had to clear up she went upstairs and she could see her feeding bottle right from babies and she was just like what happens to these people for goodness sake till today she doesn't know what went wrong in that marriage but one thing i know they allowed death instead of life. And we can choose to either allow death or allow life. And I need to hear some sisters today 
who are going to share with us how they've allowed life and the word of God to actually come through for them, either in career, school, relationship, any which way. We want to hear you today so that you will encourage the rest of us to stay strong. Do we have anybody in the house who's ready to share? Anyone or any particular person who has um, a challenge right now that you would want us to talk about how somebody else has probably gone through the same thing and the person has helped out. Hello. Okay, while we're thinking, I have a scripture that came to mind um, while we were thinking about doing this talk today. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And it says, come to me, all who are weary and heavenly burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Our rest is only found in God. So are we ready? Or should I call? Should I call out? All right, somebody is smiling right now. Sister Kenny, my name's sake. Please, can you come on board and share with us how the word of God has come through for you? I know there's something to share. Please, let's, sorry. Okay, she doesn't have to. All right. Okay, so praise God. Um, um, there are many ways that um, personally I've used God's word. And um, for me, it's more of, um, I I'll talk about my transitioning um, after leaving a career in banking and um, having to start doing new things. Can you hear me? Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, let me. Okay, so I, I'm try, I'm sharing about my transitioning journey um, after working in the banking for in banking for several years, and um, having to start doing new things. And um, initially, I my plan was to take a break, really, from career, from work, and then kind of focus on maybe building a business. And then I, um, I, I was just, um, it, it was more like what, going around in circles for me initially. But I like the break because um, over the years, you know, when you don't have any um, guaranteed source of income, in that sense of, oh, okay, by the end of the month, I will have this certain amount of money. And, um, I was there for like three years, like that. It wasn't like I wasn't earning, but there's no guarantee. And um, I'll do some kind of consulting job once in a while. If there is no job, there is no money <laughs> kind of thing. So that, that really helps me to um, know that you can't really, you can't depend on men. You can't depend on systems. You can't depend on structures. You know, they, they, they are all people. 
things can just change just like that you know things can just change just like that so over time it, it helped me to just kind of be able to separate myself from okay this source of income is good but if it's no longer there we'll be fine we'll still trust god god will still come true and then you know after a while of course i now have you know a stable source of income i have clarity i have um, i and it, it, also around that time one of the things god also did for me is you know when strangers help you people you don't know some of them i've never seen before you know phone calls friends will just call people on my behalf and then they will just help us if oh i've been waiting to help you you know i had a whole lot of things like that so it just helped me to just that it's not just about um, what you know what you don't know they are good of course i'm a, i'm very big on knowledge i'm very big on you know building your career um, having some form of um, um, roadmap like that and i built a different career in another path that i'm thriving in but um, to get there there's just a lot of things that you just have to depend on god and you just stop looking at it's not just the income it's god bringing in people it's god coming through at times that you are just not sure of what you're going to do next <sighs> was i fearful uh yes i was you know when you don't know what to expect because i mean somebody said to me that time you know you now have lots of counsel that how can you take such a decision your children are still young that was too much of a risk and then i looked at it that yeah maybe that was a risk but it's worth taking now <laughs> but that is after <laughs> at that time it was it was scary you know at that time it was scary and of course i can't compare what i have now in terms of um, the kind of peace i have with my job now the kind of flexibility i have the kind of you know being able to say that okay i can even work as an independent you know i don't have to work for someone if i have to do anything i can just you know create something and then sell on my own you know i wouldn't arrive here if i had not taken that decision but it was a decision that it took a lot and it took a lot of depending on god so were there any particular scripture at that time ah, there are lots of scriptures <laughs> A lot of scriptures. So for me, it was um, it was not just a particular scripture. It was more like um, every day, just looking out for God. I'm trusting you today again, <laughs> because it's every day you just have to. Th there's nothing guaranteed. That's one thing I learned about the journey. But God's word was true. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. So who's next on the block? Ready to share with us? this evening sister precious i wanted to say two things so let me call you precious <laughs> praise the lord okay i'll just be very brief i would of course like she said there are several basically the journey of a true believer is typically on the word starting from even when we were in school young and everything anytime i'm confronted with any challenge the only place i find solace i find strength and you know an anchor for my journey 
is in the word. So most times I find myself, of course, going back there to pick a word. Sometimes I could stay as much as three days all by myself. Lord, if you don't speak something that will make me move from here, I will be here. And most times, like she said, God always, always comes true. But there was one that happened that just came to my mind. It was a challenging one regarding my career. You know, leaving Kaduna to Lagos, you know, marriage, you know, brought me to Lagos. And I was to change my job. I was working with a federal parastatal there in Kaduna, but they gave me only two years. Personally, I've told God that any job that would separate my family like this, that my husband would be in somewhere and I'll be somewhere else raising children like a single mother, I don't want it. So it was more or less like a year down the line, I was looking at that deadline like this because government gave me only two years to be in Lagos on compassionate leave. They call it compassionate leave two years to be with my husband <laughs> after which i would carry my load and go back to kaduna in the name of job i was like god you have to do something <laughs> something must happen and there was one funny thing i used to do you know as a very young lady i was very daunting and you know <clears throat> i did a program then in kaduna the funny way i got the admission for a postgraduate study was very funny then i was i'm trying to link the two stories please just pardon me you know, I was just doing a rep for Diamond Bank of those days, and I walked into the Air Force Institute of Technology. Before then, I've been looking for a means of doing a postgraduate study to link the career I wanted with the one I did. Ordinarily, mechanical engineering cannot take me into the aviation industry, so I needed that bridge, which was the postgraduate studies. I did not know where the courage came from, that day, I just said, I, someone just told me that, ah, they've rounded up admission, or they are doing a postgraduate, the pioneering set, what, what, what. I said, they are doing what? I've been looking for this opportunity, and it's right under my nose. I'm coming here doing banking job. I said, wait, let's, let's, let's trash this out. I don't know where the courage came from. I entered straight into a military man's office, the registrar of the school. And I told him, I said, good afternoon, sir. I was like, you know, their faces will always be tight. I mean, I did not look at the face. So I said, sir, I need admission here. Who does such a thing? And he was like, I don't know what. He was just like, I don't know why I feel like giving you this thing. Because I just walked two people out that came from Lagos. And you're just coming here. Anyway, sit down. I don't know why I want to give you this, but I think you should have it. I left that office with my admission letter. And today, the reason why the story was so wonderful was that this was the only thing I had that gave me an opportunity to change my job when I came to Lagos. How would I have known? That was like two years in between. So coming to Lagos, still in the former job, holding the certificate, I had already graduated, I've left, I've worked in the parastatal where I was, where I obtained that um, postgraduate, you know. I had been there for like four years. Then coming to Lagos, I was in between that, God, where do I go to? I must not go back to Kaduna. My husband is here. He was not about to leave because he was also in a permanent job. So I told God that, God, you have to make a way. Somehow, anyhow. And one day, 
like a joke. We were here in church and Sister Akidutire, what's her name? I just heard that she had something to do with the evasions. I walked up to her and I asked her a question. It will amaze you that that single question I asked led me to the new job I'm doing today. Because I was given the number of the person and the only person I actually needed to meet to be there. How did I get the job? In a federal parastatal, it's not always easy. It does not come easy. They do this quota system, blah, blah, blah. They bring in people, or if you don't know somebody, you can't get in. So it happened that I went to meet that man. And as God will have it, see, God really prepares things for people. I walked into his office and he was like, which backbone is this one? I was looking at myself. I'm a new backbone who I married. <laughs> what will I say? I don't know anything about their whatever. So he was like, do you know any Larry Fagbo? I was like, I think he's my husband's uncle. He was like, wow, where's your husband? I said, he's downstairs. Incidentally, we went there together. He said, I should call him. I called my husband. He came upstairs and he was like, which Fagbo? Do you know one Larry? Oh, wow, he's a very nice man. We live together with blah, blah. Anyway, okay, why are you here? And I said, sir, there's a license I need to obtain. He said, this is the only way I can get it. And it's through you. He was like, ah, okay, why don't you come into the system first? Then we'll begin to think of how you get the license. I thought it was a joke. That day, I went downstairs, wrote my application letter, and I got the job I'm doing today. I went for the interview as God will have it. You know, this kind of funny interview, like uh, Sister Diotel, I said she had the other. That was how my interview went. All the scary faces, but I was there. They were just asking me things that I know at the tip of my fingers. And I was like, God. And today, many things happened along the line. But the real one I want to testify about is still concerning the job. Imagine me getting this job by a divine miracle and somebody wanted to stand in the way. Who was the person? They brought in a new minister of aviation. Used to be a friend of my parents way back in Kaduna. He was the FRSC um like top official then so they brought him to be the minister of aviation and this was just like six months into my new job for some reasons i don't know how they did the permutation and calculation and everything and they linked my name with the people that one other prominent person just brought in without interview and all that and all of a sudden they, they had already sent me to zaria to obtain the license that i was looking for and I was there for me to get a letter that uh, your appointment has been um, suspended. That so, so, so thing, the minister said that there were some people that just came. You know how people, power tussles. At that time, including the Muslims that were with us there, those that I knew I did not know, they were just fidgeting and they were afraid. Oh, for some reasons, I don't know why I was not scared. And all that came to my mind was what Tisha said just now. And I was like, I didn't just get this job, I'm planted. I didn't, I'm not a witch. They cannot just weed me. Oh, yeah, you people should go. It's not possible. Including the Muslims and the Christians that were coming to me. Hey, what will we do? What will... I said, me, I'm not afraid though. Whoever made that declaration would reverse it and my job will be back. And true to God's word, as I kept on standing on that word, truly I was not a weed. I was planted. Today I'm here. I have done more than seven years on the same job and I'm have been you know to an extent fulfilled with the job and i know that god has been faithful from that day till now 
It has been blessings all the way. God is a really faithful God. And his word is always true. Regardless of what happens, God's word always comes true for us. Thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we have time for one more? Pastor Shadi, you, you're coming up now? Or do we have time for one more? Two minutes. Can we do it in two minutes? Please. So we're welcoming Sister Darin Sola. Feel attacked. Two minutes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Um, I. It looks like most of the testimony have been about jobs. For me, it's a holistic way of life. When it comes to the Word of God, I'm a student of the Bible. I study the Bible. I like Bible characterization. When I gave my life to Christ in 1995 at the Methodist Memorial Methodist Church here, one of the things I started doing was studying the Bible. And so when I study, I see something. This is how God wants me to begin to behave. I will start behaving that way. This is how I'm supposed to be doing. And I started learning about scripture. I started learning who I was, who I am in God. And one of my favorite Bible, I, so I had Bible verses for every area of my life. You know, because growing up, um, I'm an only child between my parents. They both have other children. So I've been like, I'm like a lone ranger. So not like I am like, I am a lone ranger. Like literally, like nobody can be bothered with me. You know, and when I came to Christ, I understood that in Psalm 131 or 132, where it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that before I was knit in my father's mother's womb, God knew me already. So that told me that I was worthy, I was something that I am something, you know. And so sometimes when you wonder where this confidence I have comes from, is knowing who I am in God. Like your opinion, like God is like this. And every human being, no matter who you are, you're like this. Like, how can you get to God's level? And so God's word in that realm gives me that confidence every time I step forward. I remember once when I was in school and I needed to do an assignment at Daily Times. And I was talking to this man. And he was like, I don't even know you. Why am I even... It was just an assignment. The man spent like three hours of his day talking to me. I said, I'm a child of God. I said, whatever I want, I get. The man said to be realistic that he has not done anything today since he came to this office that he's been attending to me. I remember once on this Habamakoli, I was working, I was about 17. There was a madman coming on that covet. And I said, he that is in me is greater than he that is in this one. And I kept working on that covet. The man got to me, came down, and he walked past me. I was 17. Just that identity in God, understanding who I am in God. And when I started, most of the time when I wanted to do my IT, my, my mates would be struggling. I've always found a place to do my IT. I'll get my job done. And then when he came to work, Bible says, whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. And that always guides me in my work. I remember when I worked for Christ Embassy, and they'll say, oh, pastor is coming. I'm like, what's my business if pastor Chris is coming? Whether he comes or not, I get my job done. Because my ultimate boss is God. My ultimate loyalty is to God. And those scriptures, you know, finally, my life scripture is Hebrews 13.5. Do not be anxious about money, but be content with what you have. For God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And, you know, to back up that scripture is Numbers. I, don't, I can't remember the, scripture, um, the exact um, chapter where it says, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should come. That God cannot lie. This is God's word. Such that when I quit my job in 2015 in Abuja, my apartment was 900 and something thousand. And I told myself, and God gave me common sense to be able to analyze my situation and live in a way that I don't put myself under pressure. I'm a child of God, yeah, 
but I'm not in a class or in a struggle with anybody. I understand my circumstances. I understand that my value is not in my Gucci bag or in my car or in anything. The fact that I, ex I exist makes me valuable because the life of God flows inside of me. I'm saying this especially to younger people. Sometimes it looks like, oh, you don't have the bone straight week. You don't know what's happening. No, that's not who you are. You can have bone straight. People see a bone straight and they, they still, they're still nonsensical. Their lives are still meaningless. People have all the bones straight in their world and they still hang themselves. Praise the Lord. Or standing on God's word, God has said he will never leave me. And what I say to myself is, what that means for me is the least, the worst that will happen to me. I will have food, I will have shelter, and I will have clothes on my back that no matter what happens, in this life, I can never be stranded. And that's because I stand on God's word. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you. You tried three and a half minutes. All right. Can we just bow down right now and talk to our heavenly father? You know, if there are some adjustments that need to be made, if there are some words that we need to whisper to God, let's just do it. I mean, there's... There's no need to be legalistic about God. Wherever you are, he meets you right there. Just talk to him right now as we invite Pastor Shadi to give us the grand finale today, leaning in, leaning in on our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. You're welcome, ma'am. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just, I, I just felt so, so blessed, you know, absorbing all of those scriptures and just those words, you know, just taking them in because really every word of God is blessed, is blessed by God. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise and glory because we know that you are here and you are here to bless us. Thank you for all the things that you have started to do in our lives, even through this program. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you, Father God, for the strengthening that we've already started to receive. We give you all the glory and the praise. Father, as we go into this aspect of the word, we ask, oh God, that you will breathe upon your word and you will minister to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. As I always say, Lord, none of me, but all of you, oh God, for I hide myself behind the cross. And I say that, Father, my tongue is like that of a ready writer, willing and ready to do that which you wanted to do and to say that which you wanted to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I also want to welcome you once more to what we call our When Women Share. It's an opportunity for us to come together to share God's word and to be strengthened and to be encouraged by God's word. Hallelujah. And this evening, we're going to be talking about what I titled Leaning In. Hallelujah. Leaning In. Hallelujah. And I'll be taking my theme scripture from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In fact, he said your paths, plural. In which case you have different paths. Your life is a journey. 
and there are different paths that you will take. The path concerning your career is not necessarily the path concerning your marital life. The path concerning your marital life is not necessarily the path concerning your job life. Your path concerning your job life is not necessarily the path concerning your business life. Your path concerning your business life is not necessarily the path concerning your recreational life and your extended family life. So he's saying that if you trust in me, I will direct every single path. Hallelujah. He said, first of all, trust in the Lord with all of your hearts. So in this case, it means that we can trust in the Lord with some of our hearts. And we've seen it before. Especially when we have area of competence, area of strength. It's very easy for us not to trust in the Lord in that area. I remember somebody was saying something on, on Facebook and, you know, she was complaining about the country and she said, look, I'm not complaining because, you know, I don't have anything to do. I, I'm stuck here. I'm a dual citizen. So in that kind of situation, if anything should just erupt, what will she do? She will present her second certificate uh, passport and she's out. So in that case, for her, it's a strength. Her citizenship is a strength for her. She doesn't need to trust God for Nigeria to be good. She doesn't need to trust God for Nigeria to be safe. She has what? A second option. So for her, whether Nigeria is good or is not good, it's, it's really, it's not, you know, a priority for her. Trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. I dare to say that it is even in the area of our strength that we find it difficult to trust in the Lord. And that is where we should even trust in the Lord the more. Because like we've heard testimonies, sometimes see, structures will fail you. Systems can fail you. We've seen it before when banks of hundred and something years collapse like this like a pack of cards and you'll be asking yourself what happened he said trust in the lord with all of your heart it's something i am learning to do as well every day because it's so easy for you to do things by yourself i'm a very calculative analytical kind of person and it came from my from my experience while I was growing up. And it was something I struggled with that I had to, I had to win myself and I'm still winning myself out of. Just like Adenisola, I'm an only child between parents. And I grew up in a, in a large family and I found out that somewhat, somewhat, when people promise me things, they don't fulfill it. It just find, I just find out that you know, I'm hanging in there. I'm not, I don't like, like they would say, I belong to nobody. I belong to everybody. I just didn't find a position or a place where I belonged. So I lived with my grandparents. I grew up with my grandparents, but I really didn't belong to them. My mother was remarried, but I really didn't feel like that was my home. 
my father had other children he was married and whenever i go there i really didn't feel like it was my place so i sort of well was i was like you know like a weed that was just barely hanging and wasn't belonging to anybody i had no way that i could you know slap my foot down and you know put my foot down and say this is mine i was always careful wherever i was because i knew that that wasn't totally my place so when my grand my 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 uncles and my aunties are talking you know and they are bragging and they are making some you know some statements i can't why because i'm a grandchild before they show me that this is not actually your parents place so i was always very very careful and when i go to my mother's place i never really stayed with her but i wasn't careful because she's a woman and i wouldn't want her you know i wouldn't want my action or inaction to upset her husband so i was always careful it wasn't my place and when i went to my father's house because my stepmother was already established with four children i really didn't feel like a part of it especially when they tell you the history that you really were not the first child the first child really died so you were in happenstance to be the leader of the family so everything looked like an up a gift everything looked like you know so i grew up being a very determined person that i needed to make a place for myself in my world and so i was a very very focused person you know just striving to do everything on my own because really the arm of flesh always failed me that was one scripture that i learned quickly even before knowing the scriptures because when people are saying ah, i will do this for you i will buy this for you i just say to myself mm. the people that said it before they didn't do anything so i never really expected them to fulfill their promises because i grew up you know not having people fulfill their promises so it it fueled my ambition it fueled my desire you know to always make something out of myself and make something for myself and so when i started my career and you know all of that i i i before i asked god for something i've already calculated how i'm going to get it i never i never had that you know that deep-seated trust in god especially for financial things, I can calculate my way out of any problem. If I want to build a house, I will calculate it to the last Naira. And I will tell you by that in four years time, this thing will be done. There were some other things that I had to, you know, I, 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 as I grew up as a Christian, I began to you know, learn to depend on God. But there were some things that were within my area of strength that I didn't give God permission to, to have his way there. Because I, I, I told myself, I've got this. I, I got it. When it comes to interviews, I, I know what to do. I, I, I need to study. And it, it fueled my, my, my passion. And so when I even went into the, when I started, when I got into the job environment, and I found out, okay, the environment where I work, I was a science, I had a medical science background, and I'm in an environment where it is social sciences. I pushed myself so much so I went to do this certification, that certification, this certification. There was a particular day I was I was doing a mini interview. They call it pre-interview. I was doing a pre-interview with somebody, and by the time I brought out all my certificates, she said, Where did you have time to gather all of these certificates? I was just a I just wanted to, you know to settle myself and I, I used to tell myself that the more I get the more you know the more I become a an institution that you cannot push away so all 
for about four or five years of my life, for people that knew, I was going after one certification after the other. As I was finishing one, I was doing another. As I was finishing one, I was doing another. It got to a point, people were asking me, when are you going to stop? When are you actually going to give yourself a rest? Because I felt for me, that was my source of security in being relevant in the work environment. So the Bible is saying here, trust in the Lord with all of your hearts. Not some of your hearts, not three quarter of your heart, but with all. Even in the area of your strength and in the area of your weakness. He says, do not lean on your own understanding. So there's, in life, in our journey of life, you will have to lean. In our journey of life, you will lean. You cannot afford not to lean because life is life does not abhor, life abhors a vacuum. You have to lean on something. For you to grow in life, you from your birth, you are leaning. Even unto your death. As a baby, a baby needs to lean on the mother's breast to be able to survive. And as they are growing, they are leaning on somebody to hold their hands when they are trying to learn to walk. They are studying. When you get to primary school, you lean on friends. You have people that you will ask for help from. As you go in your journey of life, you will have to lean on something. You cannot but lean. So, here, Proverbs, or the writer of Proverbs is saying, do not lean on your own understanding. There are some people that they are leaning on people. If they want something done, all they need to do is make three phone calls. And they will get, they will tell you, oh, your network determines your net worth. Is that not what they're telling us? In other words, they're telling us to lean on people. The more qualitative people you have in your network, the more life will be easy for you. You have different words. You say your friends will determine, show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. So they're telling you that your the quality of people around you. So if you, if you stay with foolish people, we will naturally assume that you are a foolish person. Is that not how they categorized Jesus and said he must be a sinner because all we see around him are and wine bibles. You will have to lean on something. You cannot afford not to. You, life abhors a vacuum. You must lean. Either you lean on yourself or you lean on people or you lean on God. So Proverbs is telling us that here. He says, lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to how you know how to do it. Lean not to people. He says, in all of your ways. That's the second all. The first all was trust in the Lord with all of your hearts. Not some part of your hearts. Now he's saying in verse 6, in all of your ways. Acknowledge him. In all of your ways. 
give him first place in all of your ways prioritize him we're leaning in when you are leaning in you are prioritizing you are acknowledging lean not to your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him You know, when we come into a gathering and when people of influence come in, the first thing we'll do, even in the midst of conversation, we stop, we pause and acknowledge those people. Why? Because they are priority. Because we give them value. Because we want people to know that they are around. So he says in all of your ways, giving priority, stop and prioritizing. Stop. And give him, you know, recognition. In all of your ways. Not in some of your ways. Not in three quarters of your ways. Because it is easy to, you know, to disacknowledge God. Hallelujah. Especially when we're growing in our work. And we're becoming more and more successful. You see when they write some people's citations. And that's one of the things that, you know, when I was, you know, studying yesterday and I was, I was just musing over God's word. And I, I was listening to another message as well. And I wrote it, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, to register in my heart. So I wrote it on Facebook and I said, scripture of the day. Because I wanted it to, know, to be rooted in my heart. When Paul said, I am all I am by the grace of God. I am what I am. In acknowledging him, you are giving him credence that this is, if not for you. You see some people, by the time they finish that citation, there's nothing about God inside it. Oh, he went to school in such and such a place. He did this. He did that. He did this. He did that. He did that. And sometimes you wonder to yourself, mm, if he didn't wake up, he wouldn't have done this. Now, am I discountenancing that? No. But you see, whenever they are doing that for you, because they will as you grow, and we, we, we trust God that we are going on an upward trajectory. So as they're saying that about you, you better start acknowledging him in your heart and say, Father, all the glory be to you. Lord, all the glory be to you. Father, I give you all the glory. Oh, I am the president of such and such a thing because of what you have done. Father, I give it to you. Father, I give it to you. Father, I give it to you. Acknowledging him in all your ways. Because sometimes those things can get to our head when we are not careful. I made a covenant with God and I said, God, never ever let me forget where I'm coming from because it is easy to forget. It is so easy. It is part of the acknowledging when you don't forget where you're coming from. 
I used to tell my children, not because I want them to feel bad about my, my upbringing, but it, I'm let, I tell them, you know, once in a while to let them know where God has brought us from. There was a time in my life that I could not, but the only thing I could afford when it comes to formal clothing is bend down boutique. Hello. You know, they are grades. In case some of you have never patronized them before, they have grades. There's grade A. When you are in grade A, when you wear grade A and the person that is wearing the real one, when you stand beside yourself, they will not know the difference. It's grade A. Hallelujah. I can never forget in my life when I was, you know, when I used to walk, walk to work in Falomo, in front of France, the French embassy. I was wearing a cream skirt, pleated left and right. It was a rainy morning and I was looking very pretty. If I say so myself. And I was going to work. My office was at McQueen. I was almost there. Just a turning on a lonely street. And I'll be at work. And this gentle driver decided to make my skirt brown. And he splashed water on my skirt. And I looked down and I was in tears. And I said, Lord... I said, you will give me a car in this same Lagos. I said, Father, see my skates. I'm coming from Ijechatedo. I have grown across the, the ocean, the river, or whatever you call it, so lagoon. I struggled to enter bus. My skirt was not stained. I have taken all the bus necessary. It's just a little stroll. And I will get to office. And I, I cried all the way to the office. And I said, Lord, you will give me a car in this same leg. Look, see what they did to my skirt. God, see my skirt. So when I'm driving a car now, people are saying, ah, you don't know what it is. Like I said, you don't know my journey. mean in all of your ways if it is to sleep on the floor we have certificate of sleeping on the floor if it is to I mean a lot of you know my journey knowledge him in all of your ways and then he will direct your every path because you will have to walk different paths and different journeys in your life. Leaning in means to press in God in the place of prayer. Worship and being in his presence. He says we should not lean on to our own understanding. In which case we cannot get direction from our understanding. Neither should we get direction or help or assistance or lean on men, but leaning in on him. So we need to press in God in the place of prayer, worship, and just being in his presence. 
and for us it is not a point it is not when we are weak alone like i've said that we lean in on god because it is natural for us to lean in on our strength but with areas where we are weak then we lean in on god it's not supposed to be an activity of weakness it's not supposed to be a crutch a third leg because one of your legs are bad Oh, when we're vulnerable like that scripture says and when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the cross that is no 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 it's not when you are overwhelmed alone it's supposed to be a lifelong relationship that we have with our father i call it with our master maker and lover of our soul and then the captain of our destiny he's our master He's our maker, the lover of our soul and the captain of our destiny. He knows where he's taking us to. This ship called Olushade has a captain. And his name is Jesus. But you see, we can wrestle the boat from his hand and say, you know what? When it comes to this area, let me do it. I know the way. You know, sometimes I... And you see, the journey that God will take me through is different from the journey that he's going to take you through. We may start out on the same. Haven't you seen people that you started out together? And then you, there was a day I just sat back. I do a lot of reflection. And like I said, it, came, it, it comes out of the fact that I had to do a lot of things by myself. So sometimes I just sit down and I will reflect and I will say, hmm. Hmm. Where are all my mates now? Do you do that sometimes? Maybe it's only me. And I begin to look at everybody's trajectory. And I begin to look at everybody's life, where they are right now. And I'm like, so what am I doing here? Why am I here? There was a day that the devil wanted to give me, a, you know, a good showdown. And he wanted to give me a good depression dose. So here I was. Anybody that knows me, that's very close to me career-wise, knows that I love the HR profession. I tell people that I'm an HR person from the heart. And honestly, I have invested time, energy, and money, both in Nairas, dollars, and pounds, into that career. So, so sometimes you know it's just natural you just look at your life and say mm. i have people who call me their mentors but they are group heads of hr today they they were my proteges as in if they want to breathe hr they will ask me question first and there was a day i just sat down and i said to myself what are you doing here and the devil served me a bowl of hot steaming depression soup and i was drinking it up to half before i borrowed myself brain and i started and you know he started bringing up pictures of people you know to my face oh this person is group head hr yeah this one is group head hr west africa this one is group head hr caribbean and i'm like so so, so then i said so on top of everything that you read 
See what you are doing. Is this work? Where's your wait, wait, wait? So if you now want to look for work, you're gonna be meeting your your proteges Abi. See your life. On top of all your masters in this CIPD, this CIPM, that SHRM, global. In fact, one day somebody was asking me, somebody was making fun. I said, ah, when I think he, yeah, he was part of my interview panel. We were just just in the office and he said, ah, SPR read book. She read book. I was just, I said, eh, the day she came for her interview and she brought all her certificate, I looked at her and said, ah, he? How are we going to avoid it? What is this person looking for in this place? He just said, call ah, what about, what do you do with your MBTI Kobe? I was just looking at him. What about this one? What about your project management? What about this? I was just looking at him. In my mind, I was like, she are looking for trouble this afternoon, Abby. I am not at work today. It's only my body that is there. But those kind of things can put you on a different trajectory. But you see, what exactly is your life's journey and who is determining the journey what is success what do you define by success because sometimes we we turn we, we might turn our ambitions aspirations to idols God has promised you that he's going to make life good for you. He did not promise you a particular career. So you can start as a carpenter. Mistakenly find yourself as a painter. Then as you were going along the road, you decided that, you know, selling rice is good. And ultimately... You started selling Gary. But what exactly do you want from life? I'm saying this because we are all at different spots in our life, in different destinations. And sometimes we may begin to ask ourselves questions. So you put in all that you have in this particular area and it's not jiving like you want it to jive. Trust in the Lord. You, you thought it was going to be like this, but it's not like that. Trust in the Lord. Lean in on Him. Because at the end of the day, really, when you look back, you will see that it was a good journey walking with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a unique relationship with every one of us. Every one of us, we have a unique journey. That's why you cannot, you cannot start your career with people and say, ah, this is how it's going to be like. I've met some of my colleagues that they've left. The, in fact, I had to have left my what I supposedly thought was my life career. My passion, my dream. That I spent millions of naira on. Now, am I regretting them? Absolutely not. It is my journey. 
and along the way it served its purpose but when it is time to move on don't hold on to things when it is time to let go you need to understand times and seasons and how will you understand those times and seasons by leaning in being in his presence in the place of prayer worship and just staying with him he will let you know that you know what it's done just let it go i'm taking you higher i'm moving you into a new place because one thing human beings do is that we compare ourselves with another it's just natural you may not say it understand we compare ourselves consciously and unconsciously also you're 45 you're thinking mm, i like her car beautiful car 2022 nice in your mind in the deep recess of your mind ah i wish i can get a 2022 too very nice thing you're not envying the person per se you're not feeling bad for the person per se but it would be a good thing if you have it too. You won't mind if they give you. Would you mind? If they insist, you will take it. You will really, you know, you're not proud. But if they really insist, yeah, you will, you will take it. You know? A friend of a junior colleague was speaking on Facebook today and he was talking about oh we had when we we're in Seltel, there was this group of young graduates that they did a, a, a an experiment on. We were called the Seltel 10 or something. And he was just talking about their different life's journey, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And he, you know, he just made a sense and said, Ah, wow, despite all that was invested in us. Nine of us are outside the country except one. Can you imagine if that one, one person sees it? Now only you know, Waka. Everybody has moved on. Consciously, unconsciously. It will put something in your heart, except maybe the person is the kind of person that says, this is my own life's journey. If you've owned your journey, then you don't feel bad. And one of such persons that, you know, understood leaning in the bible and i love this guy i'm going to look for him when i get to heaven really is brother david oh i love that guy two people that i really love really that i really really love and i would really love to see one of them is joseph i love that guy rugged personality another person is david he had a unique relationship with god that was independent of his situation And that is one thing we also need to learn. That your, see, your relationship with God is independent. Independent of your situation. Because you see, the devil will always want to force you into that mode. That your relationship with God must be based on your situation. So if I want a child, God, you are the, you are the one that makes whatever, the scripture, that is the one we own. He will flog it, die. And if he doesn't give you, he's not a good father. But it's independent of your situation, really. 
That's why I love that song that says, you know what? I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the world would be easy. <laughs> but I know that he will never bring me this far to leave me. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know whether, whether my own, my own path will be that I will crack through the mountain. Maybe my own path is that eh, I will go around the mountain. Maybe your own is that you will have to climb the mountain. But at the end of the day, all of us will find ourselves on the other side. Now let's take a, a, a and I'm, 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 my eyes are on the clock. I want us to consider just two situations that David showed his relationship with God was actually independent of the situation. In Psalm 119, verse 164 to 168, David said, and I'll, I'll, I'll read from the, the Passion Translation. He says, I stopped to praise you seven times a day. Wow. All because your ways are perfect. There is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word. And they will never be offended. 166, Lord, I'm longing for more of your salvation, for I want to do what pleases you. My love for your ways are indescribable. In my innermost being, I want to follow them perfectly. I will keep your instructions and follow your counsel. All my ways are an open book before you. If you read this, you would understand that this person is is, is writing from a perspective of peace and things are easy for him he's, he's just he's, this is a great peace that comes to your lover to the lover of your word how many of us are lovers of god's word this is just a great peace so even when everything is doing brag 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 it's, it's i just love your word this is what your word says so i'm just gonna stay here like Sapresha was saying, I'm just going to be here three days. I'm, I'm not in a hurry. If you don't give me direction, I'll stop good here. Now here we did. He says, I will keep your instructions. I will lean on them. I will follow your counsel. Because, man, that's the best place to be. Following your counsel. Because my life... All my ways are open book anyway to you. You know them all. So why hide? Why pose? Who am I posing for God? My ways are open book before you. He sees it. All my moves before I make it. They will just go there. Oh, they. Oh, my make moves. Anyway, I know she's going to make this move, but I'm going to make a counter move here. And if she listens to me, I will erase this negative move. That was why God wasn't perturbed when Adam did what he did. Ah, uh, he knew. He just said, uh, hmm, Adam. Koni bo. This one. Hmm. I've given him an open choice, but I know what he's going to do. But because I know what he's going to do, I'm going to make this move. 
Now, if he makes this move, I will make this move. He's going to make this move and I'm going to checkmate it. That's why the Bible says, if the devil knew, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. God, God looked at him and said, I know he's going to make this ordinary woman make movie. But over make movie, we're going to use this to come time. How, how can you imagine that Paul came out of Stephen's death? Ha! Paul came out of Stephen's agonizing death. I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. Bring the gloves. I go hold him. Stone now, stone now. Put it on that corner of his head. <laughs> and Stephen said, Father, don't count this thing against them. And then they will the devil roused him, roused him, say, go and follow them. They're in Damascus. Take them, take them. I said, okay, no problem. Akpad in city. Your conversion, now for road. I won't even put you in temple. You will not hear the message. It's me and you. Because if I bring man before you, we take them to prison, Abi. No problem. It's me and you. It was light. You can't fight with lights. The Bible said, they were hearing voice, but they didn't know who he was talking to. So the people that even carry that, he carried to follow body, that you know what, we're going to go and catch them. I know Tinu is in Damascus. You will go to the left like this. You will go to the right. I hear precious is that area. Then you will go to the center. Zenab is there. God said, okay, no problem. Let's go. All of them carry body follow. Okay. I imagine that all of them would have been saved because when they saw their leader falling down, and he was blind. And the person that said, let us go, is the one that now say, where are we going? My life is an open book. See, you cannot outsmart God when it comes to the level of life. That's why it says, in all your ways, plural. Just acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Then look at the other side. Psalm 18. Verse 1. It says, I love you, Lord God, and you make me strong. You are my mighty rock, my fortress, my protector. Look at the different ways. You are my mighty rock. So I've seen you stand for me. You are my fortress. People cannot catch me. My protector, even when Saul was looking for my life, I was under his nose like this. Hmm? You now see. The rock where I am safe. My shield, my powerful weapon and my place of shelter in the storm and in the rain. I know I have a shelter in you. He says, I praise you, Lord. I pray that you rescued me from my enemies. There will be enemies. There's only one enemy, but it will manifest itself through different people. And you have to be very careful not to look at them. Look, don't, look at, <laughs> don't look at the people. Look at the person behind them. He says, death has wrapped his ropes around me. And I was almost swallowed by his flooding waters. Ropes from the world of the dead had called around me. And death had set a trap in my path. I was in terrible trouble. Has anybody been in terrible trouble? You look front, no show. You look behind, nothing. He says, when I called out to you, but from your temple, you heard me and answered my prayer. 
to man it just looked like there is no way but i'm going to lean in i'm going to lean in i'm just going to trust you he says you were angry and breathed out smoke scorching heat and fiery flames spewed from your mouth you opened the heavens like curtains and you came down with storm clouds under your feet. You rode on the backs of flying creatures and swooped down with the wings as wings. Darkness was your robe. Thunder clouds filled the sky, hiding you from sight. Hailstones and fairy coals lit, lit up the sky in front of you. Lord Most High, your voice thundered from the heavens as hailstones and fairy coals poured down like rain. You scattered your enemies. I thought he said they were his own enemies. Your enemies are the enemies of God. If anybody wants to harm, that's why it says, the Lord will hold, I will hold my peace. Hmm. Said 17, on, uh, sorry, 18, on the day disaster struck, they came and attacked, but you defended me. When I was fenced in, you freed and rescued me because you love me. Lover of your soul captain of your destiny since you are good to me lord because i do right and you reward me because i am innocent i do what you want and never turn to do evil i keep your laws in mind and never look away from your teachings i obey you completely and guard against sin you can i can go on and on i i as in when i read this scripture i was just like lord this was a guy that learned how to lean in then in 50 or 49, let's go to 49. Still the same scripture we're reading. Psalm 18, verse 49. He says, I will praise you, Lord, and I will honor you among the nations. You give glorious victories to your chosen king, your faithful love for David. Personalizing it. I know you have people, but I will praise you from among the nations because you have a faithful love towards Olushade. And his descendants will never end. He had a revelation about God. Not only to him, he linked it to his descendants. Hallelujah. When we lean on God, it's very important. We must bring unto him every single need and every single joy. When life is overwhelming, just lean in. When life is easy, lean in. We need to lean in because we don't have all the answers. We, 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 that is what God has used to, you know, to senior us, like they would say. You don't have all the answers. When the mountain we need to move does not move. When the flood waters rise, what do you do? We need his presence desperately. We need his peace. I remember there was a time that I had an ear pain. I know I've said the testimony. 
and I went to every hospital that I knew that were that were re referred to me. I went from the lowest to the government. I went to the highest in even among the the private sector, and everybody said I can't we can't see anything. In fact, the last one that broke the camel's back when I went loose and the specialist saw me, she said, I'm going to give you this particular oil. Now, after we use, you use this one and there is no solution we're going in, we will have to go and do a surgery because there isn't, I don't know what else to give you. And I looked at myself. I have done defense surgery. I'm going again into the air. So I called myself to a meeting. And I said, this one is no longer ordinary eye. You know how they will say, this one has defied logic. It has defied ENT specialists of different genre. I have seen old ENT specialists. I've seen young ENT specialists. I've seen middle-aged ENT specialists. And nobody has an answer to me there is still an answer. And so I kept, I just kept on the word. There are times that I will hold my ear like this and I will be crying. And my husband will not know what to do. He will just keep praying so that I can even sleep. But a time, I just decided that no, enough. Enough. And I just leaned. Because at that time I was overwhelmed. And one day I just uh wait to <laughs> ah how far the pain was gone. Now you know the devil will try. He, he tries. He still he comes once in a while just to remind me. He's not he's not gone though. No. He's just he's just I, I say welcome. You have come. Okay, as you came, you know how to go. Hallelujah. And I was, there was a day I was talking to a friend of mine and I was asking her about, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work and develop my strength in God's word in the area of healing. And so I was like, ah, you know, ah, you're trying, you know, maybe it's because I'm a pastor. I said, ah, it's not because I'm a pastor. All of us have our journey. I said, I'm asking myself, if I cannot handle ear pain, if they call the big sinker, what will I do? Will I gather my children together, write my will and then go? When people are beating that kind of disease, some people are dosing it off daily. You hear some testimony, you'll be asking yourself, people, dead are still rising from the dead though. In case, hello? Hello? Maybe you didn't know. Some people are still rising from the dead. Some people are still beating cancer, flats. I have a friend, she beat cancer stage four, 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 stage four. When they will tell them to go and start looking, pricing caskets, she beat it. Hallelujah. So God wants us to lean. Why? Because our journey, the what the devil is bringing your path is not what is going to bring my path. He's going to look at your size and the area of where you think you are strong. Then he will strike. But when we don't develop and lean in, we may have problem. And I'll conclude with this. It's time for us to continually... Now, I'm not saying that we are living a faithless life. I want you to understand that. And I hope you understand that. 
But you see, God wants us to have the totality of our life leaning in. Just be totally dependent on him. So much so that David was saying here, he said, I'm my descendants. He knows that the descendants, what is sure? It is sure for them. Some people are running, hey, hey, I want to travel abroad. Not for me, not for me. I'm already okay, but for my descendants' sake, so that my children can have a future. So, hey, you can't give them a future. You can't. It's an attempt. You cannot give them a future. It doesn't belong to you. It's not yours to give. Just lean in. And say, God, I just trust you for these children. I don't know where they're going to be or what they're going to be. But I know that you, their path is in your hands. And you will lead them into their different journeys. Everything. Sometimes I just wake up and I say, Oluwatishi, you will end well. I don't know what her journey of life is, but I know that the end is the one that is good. So I, I go to the end like God. Everything that has that is... At end, it will be well. you will end well. you will end well. Because I don't have all the blueprints. But I know that there is an end. And the expectation of the righteous will not be conscious. So we don't fling ourselves in the heavenly arms of the Father every day. Just be in his warm embrace when things are okay and when things are not. And I will end with the scripture again. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I want us to do a little practice this evening. We're just going to worship him. Just lean into him. What is the, what are those things? What are those things that you know you've 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 had you've had a hard time doing? You don't even know what to do with this particular. You've been struggling with it. Trust in the Lord. Just trust in him. Just be in his place, in his presence, in the place of worship. In the place of worship and in the place of just being in his presence. Just being in his presence. You want to pray? Just talk to your heavenly father. Say, Lord. I just want to lean in, Lord. I just want to press in. And oh, sule mahandedomshikabayatata. Oh, Lord, I just want to lean in. I just want to lean in. I'm leaning in, Lord. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. Oh, things might be rosy for you right now. Just lean in and say, Father, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be in your presence. Oh, yes, things are good right now. Yes. I know you made them good. But there's a tomorrow. I still don't know about it. I just want to lean in. I just want to have direction. Oh, 
just worship him just lean in just lean into him just lean into him just lean into him pressing pressing surrender your ways surrender your ideas surrender your thoughts surrender your victories surrender your weakness surrender it all to him and see him rise up on your behalf see him take glory see him direct your path 
See him direct your path, give you wisdom, give you understanding, give you insight into what to do. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, oh, Jesus, oh, Take my life and let
better way. It's better. There's always a better way than even the way that I know. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, in the place where I'm overwhelmed, where I don't know what to do. Oh, Lord, I'm leaving it in your hands because I know that there's a better way. You have a way. You have a plan for me. You are the captain of my destiny. You are the captain of my destiny. You are the captain of my destiny. Oh, there's a plan for my life. There is a plan for my life. There is a purpose for my life. Oh, you said that you have a plan for me. Even before I was born, even before I was formed in my mother's womb, oh, you have formed a plan for me. There is a plan. I think you should just come up and tell us this month of March so that we can plan towards it. But we already have something in mind. All right. So May 20th, we're going to have When Women Bond. In the month of July 15th, to be precise, we'll have When Women Pray. In September, we'll be having Demystifying Singleness, Marriage and Divorce. And in October, we'll be having Extraordinary Women's Conference. And come December, we'll be having our annual Thanksgiving will be coming together to rejoice. Hallelujah. Please, let's note these days down. Remember, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we have a group chat. And honestly, if you need to talk to anybody, please feel free, chat any sister up. You can be sure that um, um, you, you have a listening ear. Praise the Lord. We have dues that we pay 500 naira, minimum of 500. It can be more than that. Of course, you know who to go to, Sister Dio. If you don't go to her, she will come to you. All right. Thank you so much. Let's rise up on our feet. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for another great time in your presence. Thank you for encouraging our hearts yes, yet again. We're grateful. We return all the thanks to you. Thank you for the instructions that we have received tonight. Thank you for the correction. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for strength to go ahead in life again. Thank you because we know that you are God and you are not a man. Thank you for your promises. They are yea and they are amen. Thank you because there shall be a performance. And for everyone that is anxious about one thing or the other, Father, we thank you as we surrender our, our anxiety is to you lord we trust you as we lean on you thank you because we acknowledge you in all of our ways thank you because you'll come through for us we give you praise we give you glory for in jesus name we prayed amen thank you all for coming god bless you <laughs>